and welcome to Misunderstood, a show for all you culturally and politically misunderstood lady, gent, or non-binary person. We are your hosts. I'm Kat. And I'm Nat. And today, let's talk about sex, baby, in the confines of marriage, of course, and maybe divorce and some infidelity, too. We also tackle several other topics, including the women life freedom protests erupting in Iran, euthanasia laws in Canada, Hollywood's continued effort to romanticize murderers, and conscription requirements in Russia. Fun. Really fun. Really fun. But first, our patented culture shock moment of the work. Turk it or work, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Turk it or work. Um, okay, so... Uh, Judd Apatow's new gay romantic comedy came out last Friday. It's called Bros. Um, and apparently it cost $22 million to make. And it only made $4 million in its first, like, weekend, which is real mm. bad. And the uh, writer and lead actor, Billy Eichner, is blaming straight people, obviously, for the flop. Which yeah. is really interesting because like you make a movie for a small fringe minority of people, fringe minority, and then get mad when the larger public doesn't have an interest in it. What he really needs to do is survey every single gay person in America and ask them if they saw it. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly. I'm pretty sure nobody goes to the movies no. to see anything other than Marvel movies. Exactly. And um, even those, I don't understand why people go to see them. Me either. They're really bad. But they do. But sometimes things are just bad. Like, I'm sorry. And, and well, he's saying that it's not. He's saying he got really great reviews and he sat in the back. By uh, his mom, probably. Yeah. Well, you he's, know? yeah. I'm sure there are people like, who he's enjoy like, this He's kind like, of it's thing. an amazing movie and it didn't make money because you people are bigoted. It's like, is it though? And I, I bet at the same time, he's also anti-capitalist, but he's like, why didn't it make any capital? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, squeeze me, honey. I mean, there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with making these kinds of films. Oh, absolutely not. I, I believe that film should reflect all kinds of people yeah. and, and life, life and relationships. Like, give us a picture of a life that isn't ours. I, I think that's great. It doesn't have to look exactly like me, but like. Absolutely. It should be. It should draw you in. Yeah. And if it and doesn't draw you in, it's not necessarily bigot bigotry. No, it's not. And there are other LGBTQ, A, B, C, D, E, F, G movies that are really good that did do really well. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. You can't blame a certain group of people for your for your movie's failings. Like, it just probably actually sucks. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's yeah. probably what it is. And it's a tough, swill to pol uh, a tough pill to swallow yeah. as an artist. And I can appreciate that you care enough about the film that you're offended, but don't place yeah. blame on other people. Yeah, and like, rom-coms are hard. Yeah. Like, they don't really exist in 2022. It's, it's true. When's the last good rom-com? I, I can't really Forgetting think Forgetting Sarah one, Marshall. Yeah. Like, this Judd Apatow main Forgetting Yeah, and he's a, great, oh, he's, a, he's a great director he's great, and writer, but yeah. But, like... When's the last time you loved a Judd Apatow romantic comedy? I can't even think of one uh, in recent years that no. I've seen exactly. or heard of. So, you know, so sorry about that. America has spoken. Sorry about it. America has spoken. Yeah. Okay. okay. Speaking on. of Americans, uh, a gift from God. Candace Cameron Bure, America's sweetheart, champions the joy of married sex and calls it a blessing to be celebrated. So she's basically just touting the joy of married life as she celebrates 26 years with her husband and former NHL player. What does she know about marriage? Um, people who have like years of marriage experience know the least about marriage. <laughs> yeah. So always ask your single friends yeah, for marriage exactly. advice. Okay, they have no ulterior years motives. Married, Ugh, what a bore. I know. Um, and she seems they seem like they're very happy, mm -hmm. which is refreshing. Yeah. 
So here's uh, a quote from her. Uh, she says, sex is obviously important. Um, blah, 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 blah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good quote. <laughs> uh, she said that she hates how sex within marriage gets such a bad rap. Mm -hmm. While acknowledging that rough patches happen, she ultimately believes sex is a gift from God. Uh, to be within the constraints of marriage, and that should be celebrated in a huge part of marriage, which is such a nice. It's, it's so, so refreshing nice. it's to be so honest. Refreshing, and I think a lot of people have sex outside of marriage, and we're not here to condemn anyone. But we do talk about on the show how the sexual revolution has actually been quite detrimental for women, and the reason sex is better in marriage, beyond just the fact that you have time to get to know each other's bodies, is that there's more security. So if you get pregnant. That you have support. That happened to me. Exactly. While we weren't married. Yeah, but you guys were in a serious relationship too, though. Yeah. So if you're not a Christian and you're in a serious relationship, I think we could... That's fair. You know, you're yeah. it, at least you have some security in your mm -hmm. life. I mean, STDs, you can get those by having sex with Yikes. strangers. Or you can just have bad, awkward sex. Awkward sex. Horrible. You know, maybe Horrible. you go to his house and the mattress and the... It's gross. And it's on the floor. Yeah, like you just never know what you're Horrible. walking into. Yeah. Um... I mean, and then you never hear from him again. And then you never hear from him again. And that comes with emotional stress, yeah. too. And and that's not nice. It must it must be hard, yeah. you know, for women to navigate this. I don't know. I think that there it's, should be more encouragement for people to take sex seriously. Yes. Because 100%. it is better. Sex yeah. is better. Well, of course it is. Because, like, the first time you have sex with anyone is always terrible and awkward. Because yeah. you don't know each other. You don't know each other's hearts. And you don't know each other's Unless you're, bodies. like, wasted. And yeah, you and then you don't remember anything. Which so, is terrible. Which is terrible. Yeah. Um, but, like, what could be better than having sex with someone who, like, not only knows your body, but knows you. And, and loves, loves you. you. Yeah. Like, loves, that's, like, the best, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. It, it literally, like, you're, you're literally the closest to someone when you're having sex with them. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have that sort of connection beyond the physical aspect yeah. of it. And not yeah. to be weird and gross here, but it's, like, petting someone else's dog is great. You're like, oh, this is a cute dog that I saw on the street, but like petting your own dog? You're just like, put your whole head inside my mouth. Again, sorry about that. Sorry about the analogy, timing-wise. But it's just, it's better when you know the person and you know their heart. And that's why God, that's the way God intended it. And when when God creates something, when and we actually fulfill like what he wanted for us and achieve what he wanted, it's gonna be better. That's gonna be great. He knows guys. what he's doing, he's guys. He's God. <laughs> he's basically almost perfect. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, very refreshing yeah. take from Candace Cameron Bure. I thought it was brr. Maybe it is. I have I've never heard it. You know what? No, we're going with Bure. It's much classier. It's just a little more elegant. Brr. She's a classy gal. Yeah. Also, she says that humor plays a big part in the relationship. Yes. And I would be like, ding, ding, ding. Yes, please. I totally agree. 100%. Humor is my love language. Yeah. I hate people who aren't funny. No. Like, I actually, I know, like, we're not supposed to hate people. But I hate no. you if you're not. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but, like, have you ever been on a date with someone who you thought would be awesome? And they're so And not then funny. they're not funny. And you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. That's. It's not going to work no, out. No. It's never going to work out. out. No. And one aspect of humor in a marriage that is kind of interesting is just being able to like laugh things off because when my husband and I get in a fight it normally doesn't last very long because by the end of it we're You're laughing, laughing. <laughs> yeah so that's how I break tension as well yeah yeah or and it's like even though you're pissed off at them and you don't want to laugh you can't help it yeah because you're like <laughs> I'm being so serious yeah exactly I'm mad and then it's like all right well we're good and yeah. it's just it's that's it's, the best to be able to entertain yourselves is also very yeah <laughs> very good in a yeah. marriage 
You don't want to be the only funny person. Exactly. That's not funny. Okay. Exactly. Well, that was very refreshing. Thanks, Candice. Thanks, girl. AKA DJ Tanner. Yeah. yeah. Glad it worked out for her. Glad it worked out. All right. Okay. Didn't work out for others, though. Yeah. Nope. And this is seven pieces of dating advice from divorce lawyers who have seen it all. Yes. So Yikes. approximately half of married couples end up severing ties and parting ways. That's a huge. That's Yikes, huge. guys. I'm that's looking at you. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, that means one in two. Yeah, that's really so. One of us, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Pray Just for us. Just kidding. Yeah, thanks. It's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Um, so some of the advice. Really get to know them. Mm-hmm. So get down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to ask those tough questions right out the gate. Like, yeah. don't don't tiptoe. Don't tiptoe. Just just ask um, them. This one thing says, you can tell a lot about a person by how they talk about their family. Mm-hmm. If they're like, oh, I hate those bitches. Yeah. You're like, hmm, do and I want to be one of those bitches that you hate one day? It's Probably so not. And like, even the way they talk about their mom, like, is mm-hmm. it a little weird or is he respectful? Yeah, you but don't, you don't, and, and some people have terrible moms. Yeah. Like some, we've it's talked so about toxic moms just yeah. because they don't have a great relationship with their parents doesn't mean that they're a bad person. No, it's just absolutely. How, how do they reflect on it? How do they it's talk so about true. it? Are they like, I've healed from, from that trauma, I'm ready to move on with someone else? Or are they going to bring that trauma into this relationship? Good yeah, to know. It's Good to true. know. I mean, this is one of the reasons I was drawn to Seb because one of the first times we hung out, he asked me about my family, which Aww. I thought was really sweet because it's such an intimate thing talking about your own family because families are complicated as you kind of just alluded to. I know they are. Yeah. So it's a it's a personal question and it's it's nice to hear that someone was interested in that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, guys, maybe ask a girl about her family next time you're on a date. That's really sweet. Seb is, oh, he's a sweet guy. Other than Pepe, he's, he's right this, up there. He's up there with Pepe. He's really My dog. There. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Communicate effectively. So this is like obvious, but so hard. It's so it's difficult. It's not easy. It's one of, apparently um, communication is the number one thing that causes divorce, like yeah. lack of proper communication. But it's like, okay, just fix your communication. Yeah. That's not so easy. No. Um, but one of my favorite books on the topic is the five languages of love or what's it called? The five love languages. Yes. Okay. Written by Barry D. Chapman. Um, it's great. And it also comes with a quiz. That's fun. So you can, you can find out what your love language Interactive. is. Um, and then you can find out what your partner's love language is and you can always make sure to use it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Because you have to learn how to love people the way they need to be loved. Yeah. And not how you want to be loved because we're different people. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the beauty of marriage. It's two different people coming together as one. And that can come with tension. Um, yeah. That's why I also think it's important on the communication levels to marry someone you've been in a fight with. Because I think how you can repair and rebuild from that fight will not only help you prevent future fights, but like it gives you resilience that you're mm-hmm. able, you know, you can work through things no matter and what. fighting is just another form of communication. Like yeah. obviously we're not talking about getting nasty. Yeah. Which and fighting dirty. Which can tor- happen. Yeah. Yeah. But like avoid it if you can. But like having a dispute in a marriage is gonna happen. And so like exactly, like how do we get out of this? How how do you fight? How do I fight? Like what do you yeah. what do you like to do when you're not feeling so good? Like for yeah. me, I like to be smothered in love. But my yes. husband no, just needs a little bit of space. Yeah. And I, at first, I didn't, like, I'd be like, hey, we're fighting. Like, let me get it. And yeah. he's like, no, you know what? He needs just back off. He needs a little space. And then he'll come to me when he's ready. And like, learning that yeah. proved fruitful. Yeah. And I mean, every day is you're learning in a marriage, I think. Like, no day is like the other. No. Um, but, you know, you got to take it in stride. You got to take it take in stride. Take it in stride. Okay, what's next? Know what real commitment means. Mm. Um, Don't get married if you're not ready to be married. I think this is one of the main reasons people get divorced in a like in a tangible in a tangible sense because I don't think people 
really internalize or think about for better, for worse, for richer, for poor and sickness and health mm -hmm. when they're dating because yeah. they're not actually in that situation. It's hard to it's hard to think into the future, mm -hmm. you know, um, and like things are usually pretty peachy at the beginning of a marriage or not marriage at the beginning of a relationship or at the beginning of an engagement. And like when it hits the fan, mm. like it really usually hits the yeah, fan. Yeah, and if you're gonna be married, like I've often said this, that I feel like a lot of people get married because they're like, they want a wedding. Yeah. They want a party, they want to have so their true. friends there, they want the dress, they want the- The ring. The ring, they want all that stuff, but it's like, okay, but that is secondary to the marriage, which is a lifelong commitment. Yeah. And people take it, they're like, I even like, oh, sorry mom, throwing you under the bus. Like I asked my mom when, she married my dad who they're now divorced i asked her like did you think it was forever and she was like i never really thought about it and i was mm. like red flag red flag red yeah. flag <laughs> like yeah it's forever that's the idea and if it doesn't work out like that's you know my parents have been divorced i'm not gonna like for, like it's it happened yeah it but, does happen <clears throat> but you don't want it to happen that's the whole point of getting married you it's don't true. do it thinking oh we can just get divorced like yeah. you, of course you can you can also Poison yourself. But it should be like your last By resort. By eating bad shrimp. Yeah. Like you don't want to do that. Don't do either, actually. Don't do either. Well, and that's something that I've <clears> noticed <throat> among Christians. Christians tend to idolize marriage. And I get it because a lot of Christians want to wait to have sex before marriage. So they kind of let their goody bits talk for them. But mm. it's better to wait because it's better to wait for the right person than to be in a bad marriage. Because yeah. like once to, you're in it, you're in it. get married young. I think yeah. that's another thing. It's like, oh, I want to be a pretty bride or whatever, pretty groom. Like I want to be young when I get married. It's like, okay, but are you ready to actually be married? Yeah, and make and make that commitment. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We don't know the answer fully. But we'll find out in we'll 50 years. We'll find out in a few years, yeah. Okay. Um, what's next? Your significant other won't change, but stick with them if they do. Mm, that's a big one. This is a big one. And Ladies. Yeah, you can't you fix him. You can't fix him. You can't change him. And this is why it's important, I think, to marry someone who shares your values, especially as a Christian, because you are not going to convert him, ladies. It's very unlikely. You're not going to change his style either. You're not going to. It is what yeah. it is. And he's always going to be messy. Yeah. So if that's going to kill you, like, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I think um, people can change. Yeah. And I, I, I know I've changed a lot since Sebastian and I started dating even and even in the last few years of our marriage but and so I do think it's important yeah, to be people open change, yeah but don't expect them to change yeah. how you want them to don't get into a relationship with someone thinking you oh can, you could be so good if yeah. x y and z it's like that's not going to happen yeah it's no. it's so true no um so you know take take marriage seriously y'all mm -hmm. this is a big one talk about finances before you need to yeah transparency Woo! Finances, I feel like communication and finances are, I mean, I feel like it's communication about finances that yeah. causes, a, this is just like my personal take. No, I agree. That cause most divorces. I think so too. If it's you, you so don't stressful. know what exactly, and I, I, again, I talk about this all the time, but I read Reddit and it's just like relationship, but I just, I'm just like, it's fun. It's yeah. voyeurism for me. No, it's great. Um, I'm reading like all these, all these things. It's like, oh, my husband had this has this addiction or this like it's a sex addiction or he has this separate account where he has a gambling addiction or whatever it is it's like or or i have crazy credit card debt and he doesn't know about it it's like that's terrifying yeah you're kind of backing someone into a corner if you're in a tough financial situation and then you marry them and then they soon realize that you have incurred all this debt over mm -hmm. time that they now have to help you pay off yeah. it's not fair it's not fair um, and like my financial situation is a lot worse than my husband's when we got married and but he was well, well aware of it like we yeah just, mine too we have different philosophies on on money i'm like oh i got money i'm gonna go shopping Me terrible too. <laughs> terrible Me too. but he's like oh i have money i'm gonna save it 
and then you know and i'm like okay i'm I'm trying to learn that and i'm working on it but it's like to it's keep that from him yeah would have been a sin for yeah. us it i think it's because imagine he found out later and yeah. he's like who the heck are you because it's, like, it's a lie you knew what you were getting into bucko yeah. omitting things is a lie guys it's you know don't do it don't do it um and then of course there is dating is easy marriage is hard which we've kind of already talked about mm-hmm. um i mean it goes without saying you spend years hopefully with this person there's going to be ups and downs along mm, the way there's, yeah. it's going to be difficult and i think even throwing kids into the mix makes it even more complicated and I, you guys are going to experience this soon but you have way less time for yourself and mm-hmm. you're kind of just dedicating your whole life to the this stakes little creature are raised. But yeah, yeah absolutely you raise the stakes and it's like well when you thought oh maybe we can just get divorced if it doesn't work out now you have this child that will link you together forever yeah and who needs you guys to stay you together never fully divorced you cannot yeah so you might as well just work it out just kids. work it out yeah. and then finally we have know what you're fighting for um and yeah. i think hopefully you know you fight for each other every day yeah because that's what marriage is it's about getting up and fighting for each other every yeah. day but i think this is like um when the obstacles and distractions of life come into play um, remember why you got married in the first place because you because marriage is a fight like it yeah. shouldn't be fighting each other you're fighting the world and you're yeah. fighting all the things that are going to get in the way and maybe pull you apart from each other but like remember what you love about this person yeah. even when there's annoying things you're like I love this person because of all these things that are still in my mind and yeah. that's what I'm fighting for every day it's so true and I think Ali Beth Stuckey said something about how you both want the same thing at the end of the day. Like Mm -hmm. no one wants to come home and live in an environment where you're both miserable and you're both fighting. You guys want to live amicably and in peace. So work together to achieve that. Like you can, you You want to stay together and live, exactly. And live in harmony. Exactly. That's the goal. And if you restate your goal to each other, even when things are tough, I think that, again, I've only been married for a month. (laughs) She really knows a lot though. I am an expert. No, but there, like, I mean, you, You've been in a relationship for yeah. a while and I, I, yeah, like obviously marriage does come with new experiences and stuff, but I, th- you know what yeah. you're talking about. We'll figure it out. I've been married for three and a half years and I'm an expert. She's an expert. So, wow, that's a lifetime. That's a lifetime in millennial years. And she's only years. seven years old. And I'm only seven. <laughs> anyway. So All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, well, okay, so we just kind of talked about this where in marriage you're going to argue. But George Clooney says that his he and wife Amal Clooney have never had an argument and I, it's just been easy. I think they just don't talk to each someone, other. Someone lying. <laughs> Either okay. that or they do not talk to yeah. each other. That's the best way to avoid an argument is to avoid each, each other's other. presence. I mean, I guess a life of luxury, fame, and wealth could be why. Yeah, if you're not going to fight no about money, maybe fight. you're not going to fight about all. Yeah, it just seems a little... Like it's, it's lacking passion in a way almost. Like, yeah. you know, um, maybe they seem to be on the same page. Like they both, they had a joint interview with some something Vogue or something. I don't know. What yeah. It was. One of those things. Yeah. One of those things. Um, and they both were like, yeah, like we're on the same page and there's no hostility. So they married themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> fine. It sounds yeah. cute. But I think maybe it's just a semantical thing where they're like, she's never thrown a pot at my head. It's like, yeah. okay have you had a because she's a lawyer yeah so i find it really hard to find to think about a lawyer not having a disagreement they're kind of argumentative for a living exactly where you're like they have children too yeah so it's like oh where should the kids go to school like should we pull them out of school for this funeral or what like things that are serious that happen in life like like, little everyday mom says no dad says yes like that's an argument you don't need to be yelling and screaming and throwing hot water in each other's faces no let's not do that let's not do that but 
a dispute, a disagreement, a debate is an argument. Yeah. You don't have to be screaming about it. It's just yeah. like we've never had an argument. Like you, I think it's just semantics or you're a liar or you just avoid each other's presence altogether. Yeah. So all three of those are terrible things and we wish you all the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, just on that yes. too. He says that basically it does start with love um, and that that's sort of the whole secret to it. And I agree like you do need love, but love is not all you need no. in marriage. You need so many more things, you, especially in like a biblical marriage. You need respect. You need God, all these mm -hmm. things like love is not enough. Love is not enough sometimes. No, so it's not. I just think that's kind of naive of him to say for a 61 year old yeah. man. Well, I don't know. This is his first like long term relationship. That's true. And I do wish them the best. Oh, and they yeah. seem cute. They're cute. Like, I, they've been married longer than I have, so maybe they know something I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm willing to uh, accept that possibility. It just seems silly to tell people. Like, it's sort of like Kim Kardashian saying she has no gray hair. Yeah. It's at 41. Diet. Yeah, girl. you obviously, like, you don't need to be holier than thou or unrelatable to everyone else. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. People prefer it when you're actually honest about these yeah. kinds of things, yeah. about your life, about your shortcomings. I like to know that Kim Kardashian flosses or something no she has people for that she has someone else do that okay. but you know what i mean yeah. okay yeah just be normal be george normal. okay get it get it together george get it together Cute. all right okay. next one all right um are you guilty of accidental cheating tracy cox reveals how woke culture has blurred the lines on what counts as infidelity and how to avoid getting yourself in hot water yeah <clears> this well, is this, interesting it is interesting and the whole point of the article is that like Things have shifted in the past like couple decades where back in the day it was like there's clear lines. It's like you don't go and have sex with another woman when you're married. Like yeah. that's infidelity. But now with the internet and like with, like the normalization jobs and of like polygamy. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like my truth and yeah. Um, just like having social media things and like dinners. It's and rooting like, everything in emotion, I think, is part yeah, of like it too. Yeah, like what feels good to me. Yeah, it's like, like oh, well, pleasure seeking. Cheating. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple of things here and I wanted to ask Nat if she thinks they're cheating or not. Okay. Okay. So This is interesting. Okay, going to a strip club. Um, so in a biblical sense, yes, because Proverbs 6.25 says, do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away, mm. Matthew 29. So, I mean, anything to me that could get you aroused is probably See, cheating. I would say it's not cheating. Going to a strip club, that's just jokes. Yeah, I think it could be as well. I think it depends, maybe. Yes, well, that leads us to the I second just, one. I don't know if married men should be looking at other naked women. Like, you wouldn't but like there's it. there's so many naked women everywhere. Like, well, you go walk down the street and there's a Victoria's Secret billboard. What's different about that? I think it's because you're paying for it, first True. of all, and you're seeking it on your own. And True. I also think, um, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry. Something amazing, I'm sure. Sorry, give me a second. Uh, oh, yeah. I also think that if you found your husband's phone and you realized that he was only following chicks like Emily Ratajanowski or whatever her name is, can never pronounce it, never will. Sorry, guys. She's great boobs, though. Yeah, but if you're... And we know that because she shows them all she the shows time. Them all the time. But yeah, if your husband or boyfriend was constantly looking at those kinds of girls all day long, that was who he was following. It's kind of... Like, I think as a woman, I would feel really uncomfortable. I would feel uncomfortable, for sure. And so it's like, how is it different if he's going to watch well, okay, women take is he off going, their clothes? Is he going to a strip club like once every several years for like a friend's bachelor party yeah not cheating if he's like oh it's friday night hitting the strip club it's like you have problems like, yeah i mean but then it's also like the death of singleness is why a lot of men do that kind of stuff for their bachelor mm -hmm. party and it's like 
but you shouldn't be sad about losing your singleness no. either. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I think it's, I do think it's wrong, but I also, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, so she says yes. I say no, but the next one is having a private lap dance. Yes. Yeah. Hondo well, P. He, she's trying to arouse your man. And you're going to a private. Anything private yeah. is cheating. And yeah. once it's, pro like, to, that's the difference, I think, to me, is, like, you're surrounded by other people. There's waiters and there's There's more accountability, staff. maybe, it's like, yeah. This isn't, uh, this. It, while you might being aroused in a public strip club, like, in a, in a group setting, having a private, da like, just have, like, having a private conversation, a private dinner, private rendezvous those yeah. are cheating they're different yeah um especially if your partner doesn't know about it i think yes like, that's that's another yeah. thing are you lying to your wife or yeah. your husband that you're going to a strip club like that if you're lying about it it's cheating because yeah. what are you, what are you lying about yeah yeah um some of the other ones were like dirty dancing that's cheating. just awkward yeah like having like a, a rub a obsession with another person is cheating weird yeah um having a private dinner with someone who obviously fancies you yeah because it's like why do you need attention from another Man. What if it's like okay, yeah, I was gonna say, like, what if it's a work thing? Yeah, if you're all out but together. Then it, yeah, but that this is saying private. So it's like once it's private, it's like you don't need to put yourself in a situation with someone where you know what they want at the yeah. end of the night is not what you want. Yeah. Um if and you're it, like trying to get a job or something, it's like you do you want that job? Right. Do and you really want that it job? It leaves room for you to be tempted and we're all fallible, fallible mm -hmm. beings and it's best not to put yourself in situations where you might be weak and make a poor decision. Yeah. Like, just try to avoid those kinds of situations, mm -hmm. I think. Um, um, the last one, though, is eyeing up other people when your partner is with you. For, yeah. What's different about being alone and when your partner is with you? But I would say no, because I think it's healthy to look at other people. Don't I think, lust. I think lusting is different. Yeah, like wanting it. Yeah, being yeah. like, ooh, I wish I, I could have her. It's like, yeah. Okay, but just I point out beautiful women all the time because I'm like, wow, she's so beautiful. Yeah, I like, think it just happens naturally. Yeah. Like we're we're drawn to people. We're people, so of course we're gonna look at yeah, other it's people. Like art, like a really beautiful face, yeah. is like a piece of art, and it's like, no, don't look at it, don't look at it. But if you're like, is he gonna follow her home? Like that's yeah, no, different. exactly. I think there's a line. I think it. I think it's different when you're in person again than if your boyfriend or husband is following a bunch of chicks yes. on social media. I find that to be really it's creepy. Super creepy. Yeah, I don't know why. I, agree. I just no, think I it's because it's in the, it's his like it's private. Yeah, like he's on the toilet just looking at naked chicks, and you're like, ah, yeah. no thanks. Like it's yeah, like I don't. I wouldn't mind if Sebastian was checking out another chick. He probably yeah. wouldn't. Only chicks that look exactly like yeah. You. That's honestly, can I tell that story where? Like we were at a party, um, I don't know, like last two summers ago, and we were all talking about our celebrity crushes. And I came to oh, to yeah. Seb, and I was like, "Seb, who's your celebrity crush?" And he was like, "Anyone who looks like Matt." And we're like, "Oh, you bastard! We all feel like we all look so bad now." He's who's so the prettiest cute. one? Who's the prettiest girl? Margot Robbie. Yes. yes. No, I'm just kidding. I don't oh look my like. God. I look nothing like but her. So cute. Yeah. Yeah, hey, what, a, nice what a gem. And then here I am being like, Timothy Shelby is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks nothing like Sebastian. I know. I'm yeah. like, Adam Driver. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm the worst. Yeah. Uh, sorry, okay. Henny. Love sorry, you. Sorry, sweetums. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a, it, I, there's, there's a few things to think about when it yeah. comes to cheating. But I do think our culture does encourage I it. I think you know when you're cheating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you feel that guilt and that sort of conviction about it, maybe avoid those kinds of situations. Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Moving on. Um, here's an article from the New York Post. I'm leaving my boyfriend, so we went on a breakup vacation together. Yes. So the article reads, she said, me and my boyfriend are breaking up in two weeks. Uh, we went on a beautiful breakup weekend getaway. We cuddled in this spot reminiscing. We talked about all our fears, our plans for healing, and what we hope for our futures. So it's like they planned their breakup? 
or is she just moving or something? Sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, I mean, it's cool if you can end on good terms, but it's like, why drag it out? Just 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 cut the cord. Yeah, talk to your girlfriend. Like again. I'm not judging because if that works for them, yeah. I just personally think that would be my nightmare. And Me I would too. be second guessing the whole thing the whole time. And yeah, I'd be like confusing. falling more in love. And then it's going to be harder to say goodbye. It's going to be harder to say goodbye. Anyway, I don't know. Just cut the cord. Just cut Rip the cord. Rip off that band-aid. All righty. Okay. Well, Let's talk about Iran. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. Okay. Woo. Sure. Um, um, as you know, there are protests happening in Iran. And if you don't know, go on Twitter. Yep. Get okay. out of the house. Yes. Um... Basically, uh, on September 16th, Masa Amini, a 22-year-old Iranian woman of Kurdish ethnicity, was arrested by Iran's morality police for violating the law that requires women to wear hijab. While Amini was in police custody, shocking images surfaced of her in a hospital bed, apparently bruised um, and battered. And hours later, she was dead. And this is what uh, caused an uproar, and rightfully so. Um, I think how fragile... This is not new. We all know what happens in Islamic regimes. And that's why uh, I have no problem being called an Islamophobe when people ask, like, when I say things like this. But, like, how fragile are the men there that they can't look at a woman's hair that grows naturally from the top of her head? Yeah. Like, sorry that you're such a friggin' pervert and a a rapist that you can't look at a woman's head without being aroused. Like, that's on you. Keep it in your pants, That's on you, buddy. Yeah, keep it in your pants. Um, And so, apparently, though, in another article... Um, predating the revolution that kind of is why all of this is happening in Iran, uh, pictures of Iran used to look like glimpses into the future. Yeah. So under the Shah's rule, women gained an increase in protection, protections and rights, including the right to vote. The minimum age of marriage was raised from 13 to 18, and women were granted the right to request a divorce and to fight for the custody of their child. Women even held high positions of power, such as serving in parliament or on councils, and a considerable number of women attended university and were part of the workforce, and education was free for both boys and girls. And then following the revolution, it was 1979, 1979. Yeah. yeah, The government control was seized by revolutionary leader Ayatollah Ruola Khomeini. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. And Iran was soon under fundamentalist Islamic rule, which is why it became mandatory for women and girls to wear the hijab. Um, Mandatory. And that's the thing. Mandatory. When you like I will not criticize a woman in the Western world for choosing to wear hijab because that's just like you have a, you should you have, have a right you have to the choose. right to choose how yeah. you want to dress and how you want to have a relationship with your god yeah that's cool however people get upset because if i'm like oh mandatory hijab's horrible they're like well it's they don't have to it's like yeah literally they, they have literally to it's have mandatory to, yeah. hijab that's you hear that's, that so much from like these influencers and hollywood people and progressives talking about how it's it's empowering for them and i'm like it's empowering maybe here <laughs> yeah maybe here if it's yeah. empowering to wear what you feel like has makes you a more religious pious person that's like that's between you and your religion yeah absolutely but when people i'm so sick of people saying it's not mandatory this is why this whole revolution is happening it's so disgusting to even you're and you are you hate toxic masculinity yeah but it's okay when it's happening in the islamic world yeah no girlfriend and it's so funny how we hear americans screaming about the reversal of roe v wade yeah. as if they have literally no rights and yeah. it's like these women actually have no have rights no and rights. the hijab thing is just scratching the surface yeah. because there's also yeah that's just the, it's the visual cue yeah it's the easiest way to to see that but there's so many there things are, that they're not allowed to do yeah there are other discriminatory 
discriminatory laws in place, such as men are considered the head of the house, so they can de- they're the only people who can determine where a family will live. They're entitled to custody. Um, they make all relevant legal decisions. Um, they ha- women must meet all of their husband's sexual needs. Uh, if they're victims of domestic violence, they must prove that the abuse was so severe that it was intolerable. Um, young and, girls, uh, and you're and you're asking a group of men to yeah, make that judgment. Exactly. For you. Yeah, I'm sure there's no corruption there. Yeah, there's child marriages. Um, the list really goes on. It goes oh, on and on and on. Yeah. Oh, we, uh, this is a fun one too. Women have to marry a Muslim man, but a Muslim man can marry anyone outside his faith. Just, just lots of just egregious yeah, things. Yeah, you want to talk inequality? Yeah. Like it's, and then you have someone like Jennifer Lawrence who's complaining about making $2 million less than Leonardo DiCaprio in her, on her movie because of her vagina. And yeah. it's like, sure, maybe that's inequality, but like- And inequalities do exist in the Western world. I, for sure, I no, believe, for sure. Yeah. And it's not like we can't talk about it just because yeah. it's worse somewhere else. But like, it really shines a light on how well, how lucky privileged. we are. Yeah. How lucky we We're are so here. privileged. And how we really need to stand up for- women all over the world and not just look at ourselves and be like, what rights did I lose today because I can't afford my baby? Like these women are literally, like when you say something like they have to satisfy all their husband's sexual urges or whatever, that's rape. Yeah. That's rape. That's legalized rape. It doesn't sound pleasurable. It does not sound pleasurable at all. Yeah. And apparently by 1983, women who were unveiled in public were subject to 74 lashes by law. And in 1995, failure to veil became an imprisonable offense. So, like, these, it's, they're already in prison. Like, this is, this sounds like prison. Yeah. Like, and you know what's interesting is um, our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, fully supports the revolution happening in Iran right now, as he should. Yeah. But when his people are fighting for freedom peacefully, he, he locks them down and takes away their ba- freezes their bank accounts and tramples them with horses. Yep. And I've seen people on the internet say, "Oh, it's different because someone didn't die." No. Well, that's f-ing good. Yeah, like that's great thank that God. someone didn't. That thank yeah. God someone didn't die. Do you yeah. want someone? Do you want someone who's unvaccinated to have been shot but before you care about them? You could, no. You could argue that people did die because of the lockdown could, restrictions that and, Trudeau imposed on us. But you could and yes, other things. Uh, and other things. And you other absolutely things. could argue that. But you're saying. You would only get behind this movement if a bullet is put in someone's brain? Yeah. That's messed up. It is messed up. That is up. so messed up. It is. Jeepers. It's, yeah. Jeepers is, it's just funny. <laughs> Jeepers. It's, it's just funny that he's taking action. Yeah. To, to, now he's imposing sanctions on Iran because of this. And it's like, man, you really don't care about your own country. No. You really don't. No. And, and like, we already knew that, but it's no, just like, that. come because on. It's, it makes him look bad. It's inconvenient yeah. for him. So our freedom doesn't matter. At all. And it actually does matter because being a a pincushion for an experimental vaccine that may or may not kill you. We'll cut that. um, (laughs) That is it's your human right not to be infringed upon like that. And it's a woman's human right to walk around and have a job and show her head if she feels like she wants to do that. Yeah, we're born free. We should be born free. Yeah. With inalienable rights. Yes. All humans on earth should be born free. And that's not the way it is. And people forget that because we live in our little Western bubble and we forget that women, all women in Africa suffer female genital mutilation. Like, let's put it in perspective, ladies. Yeah. Let's let's just let's look beyond our borders sometimes. You know, I think it'll give you a nice little dose of perspective. Yeah. And also just like this article talks about how putting sanctions on Iran 
actually only hurts the Iranian people more than right. it hurts the regime because it causes inflation. I'm not an economist, so I'm not actually like this is salon.com. I, I don't know. I would like to have more research yeah. Um, yeah. to know exactly how sanctions do economically um, affect yeah, I'm a not country. Too, I'm not privy I'm to not exactly super yeah. comfortable talking about that part of it, but that's what the article is about. Yeah. And I, it kind of makes sense if you make things um, harder to import into a country than things that are the made cost. domestically. Every, yeah. Like when you take away supply... Uh, demand goes up and prices go up. So, Which is what we're seeing our, in our own country. So yeah. it makes sense yeah. um, with supply chain yes. and everything. Okay. All right, guys. Let's move on. That was Let's fun. talk about euthanasia. No, I'm ta not talking about <laughs> teens in the continent of Asia. I'm talking about I'm talking about death. Japanese teenagers. Yeah, no, no, not those guys. No. But God bless you all. Yeah. Um, so this article is interesting. Uh, is choosing death too easy in Canada? Yes. Okay. Canada changed its assisted death law, permitting people with chronic conditions and physical disabilities to commit suicide even if they're not terminally ill. Uh, and we're among 12 countries in several American states where assisted death is permitted in certain circumstances. Um, interesting, though, that December through December of 2021, 31,664 Canadians have received assisted deaths and of those 224 who died last year were not terminally ill. Mm -hmm. And I think um, they're, they're recently adding a new law. They're pushing even further saying that you can have, um, it doesn't even have to be about pain. Yeah. It can just be about having a mental disability. So a feeling. Yeah. Basically, which is kind of interesting because we talked about that climate guy yes. who was applying for medically assisted suicide. And now because That's... he's scared of the environment, he might, he might be able to do this. Yeah. Because Which, he could say he's mentally ill because he might be. Yeah, um, he probably he definitely has issues, but I don't think you need to die, buddy. Yeah, I think I I don't think that the government should stop someone from dying if they want to die. And I do think I think that if you want to take your own life, doing it privately is like this person says in their interview, this woman who is on the list who is going to be. Um, Killed. Killed. Yeah. Uh, she said some. I have it written down, but I can't find it right now. Uh, she says something about how it's a lot more traumatic for your family to find you having committed suicide than to be there in a like a clinical situation and having getting to say goodbye to you. Yeah. It's still traumatic on them, but it's less traumatic. And I would I would think that makes some sense. So I don't think that the government should stop people from dying if they want to die. Yeah. However, there are so many complications. I think it's such a slippery slope, though, because it went from, OK, you're terminally ill. Let's cut the cord, you know, pull the plug or whatever. Now it's like mental illness. OK, now what's next? They're going to lower the age because mm -hmm. if kids are allowed to choose their gender and mutilate their bodies, of course, they should be allowed to get assist medically assisted suicide. That's the thing. Like, at what at what age do you cut this off? Where do you draw yeah. the line? Because in the what sand? if a kid is is. Uh, terminally ill so right, then you make it so that children can okay what if the kid is just mentally ill okay well what if they just want to die because right. of climate like that is where there's it's uh, going to become there's a lot of blurred lines i think and it's gonna i don't i just don't think i don't know i don't think that doctors or the government should play god and my biggest issue with this is especially on the mental disorder note is that people can often work through mental disorders like the last thing these people need is to be killed they need the love and support of their family maybe they yeah. need professional help like I just think it's such a cop out for people to not be able to at least try to work through some of these issues, but especially I, in the case of the man that we talked about with the yeah, climate the stuff. Climate like guy. he has a wife and kids. Yeah. Like it's just so irresponsible. However, and selfish. Though, yes, it is. But so is so is suicide. So my theory but is now you and I have to pay for it. Yes. As the taxpayer. However, however, they might be 
taxing us more money by going through like attempts at self-harm and going to the hospital and yeah. drinking alcohol and like be having they could have more of a financial drain on society alive i'd for rather long that periods. though maybe for sure but like if someone's going to want to kill themselves my theory is that's already selfish that's already a horrible thing to do to your family they're going to find a way to do it and so if you do it in a it's just like those those um safe injection sites like someone you shouldn't do heroin but if you're going to do it you should at least get clean heroin and have but, a, a doctor there in case you have a heart attack sites have only incentivized the issue more and actually most people go to those injection sites and then they overdose and then they leave and go die anyway mm. so it's like i just don't i just don't like it when the government gets involved in these kinds of things and I don't know. We're supposed to go to the hospital to be cured yes, and no, I seek agree. treatment. And I just think ideally this is... you you seek treatment and you yeah. and you have your family like we need to g gather around our friends and families and, and especially as Christians. Like if someone is suffering, like we need to help our brothers and sisters yeah. feel loved and not want to die. But if that is not an option and they're so far gone that they want to die, like hanging from don't... the rafters is a lot more disturbing for your family. Yeah, I don't than this. I don't I would think, think. It, I just don't think like we should devalue life at all like I just think like we should f try to fight for life to the end and you know I mean like we know that what God says about people um first of all Exodus twenty thirteen, you shall not murder Psalm 139 13 for you formed my inward parts you knit me together in my mother's room womb Matthew six twenty six. look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they like there's just so like God values their life, like even if they're suffering. And I, I, I know it's easy for us to be like kind of talk about this because we're not experiencing what some of these people are going through. And but like, for example, one of these guys within a month, he submitted a request to be euthanized and was killed. And uh, his application for euthanasia listed only one health condition and it was hearing loss. Yep. And it's like, I'm not trying to minimize that, no. but it's like, I think, I don't think that your life is over because you lost your hearing. Yeah, I'm sorry. And in that case, the family said he wasn't taking medication for his mental illness. He wasn't using his hearing aid properly. Um, and they were stopped from intervening in this at all. And they basically said like the, they just killed, like the government just killed my family member which is they got they horrifying had, they were completely shut out of the process altogether because he knows best but it's like well he might not be mentally sound he yeah. can't serve trial right yeah so why should he get to make that decision that's where like i on one side i feel like it's a principle almost like a libertarian principle like if i want to die i should get to die and if i want to if the government can help me make that less messy and less dangerous then they should but also there's it that comes with so many complications that yeah. it's like, ooh, it's a tough one. It's, it's a tough one. Yeah, especially because this other article goes on to say Canadian patients are not required to have exhausted all treatment alternatives before seeking euthanasia, as in the case in Belgium and the Netherlands. And it's like, I think you should have to. I think if we're going to say, OK, yes, this is a thing that our society accepts, you should have to exhaust all the resources mm -hmm. available to you because there are so many resources available in Canada. Yeah, it's going to say, especially in Canada. Yeah, we're so privileged. For free guys yeah. like it's so i just i don't know i think it's such a slippery slope it'll be interesting to see what i mean how this goes mm -hmm. i'm i just i don't know i don't know i don't know either. i just think it's a slippery slope as is everything <laughs> in 2022 i don't know just it's a tough one so it's a tough one it's it is really one. tough yeah 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 speaking okay. of murderers yeah <laughs> speaking of murder and mayhem apparently they're sexy now according to hollywood yeah. 
Um, this article from Vice, which I'm actually like based Vice, very based. Yeah. Um, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, Stop Feeling Sorry for Serial Killers. Yes. Yes. Let's, we've talked about this we've before. We've literally talked about this. Um, I forget what the context was. but Probably the Texas shooting. Oh, it was the Texas shooting. Let's not, we shouldn't be showing people's, the faces of serial killers. We shouldn't be talking about their names. We should, like, it's important for maybe like forensic students to learn about crimes, but we don't need to glamorize them and yeah. make Netflix shows about them and have it cost like cast hot actors to play them. Yeah. And now you have young people. There was all these Twitter comments about how like, oh, I, I wish I could have talked to him. Oh, like he's just so lonely. That's why they're, he did this. They're like Hollywood is romanticizing murderers yeah. and it's causing people to sympathize with them, which is first of all, super disrespectful to their victims. Gross. And also it's just, it's just And I feel strange. like it causes more yeah. murder. It inspires more. It's yeah. like, we talked about this with the shooting because most of the time when people commit these egregious acts, it's because they want to be, they want to be famous. Mm -hmm. They want to live forever. Yeah. And they, how, what better way to be, like, if you can't do it, like we've said this before, if you can't do it through, like, uh, being a good citizen and, or producing something and being a businessman or a famous actor or whatever it is that you think is the tops, you're, you can do it this way and yeah. you can just slaughter a bunch of people and now you're infamous forever. And that's, Look, we, we should not have that in our society. No, we shouldn't. No. Um, just for those who don't know much about the show, it's Netflix's latest series, and it's a shiny Hollywood retelling of the gruesome and vile, vile serial murders Jeffrey Dahmer committed over a decade in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Just as a, for those I who tried don't to know. watch 30, like, I got 30 seconds into it. Because I like true crime, which is, you know, messed up on its own. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, instead of just watching Star Trek and Seinfeld again and again and again, I'll watch something new. Everyone's talking about it. And within the first 30 seconds, this guy's cleaning off a really bloody knife. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good on that. And maybe I'm a prude. I'm not a prude, though. No. No, I, I think they, I find we've talked about this before. But I Hollywood, have seen they, Jurassic Park. They I, just take it too far a lot of times with the violence, too. It's so realistic. And, and then gla the glamorization. Yeah. Like, oh, he's cleaning off his knife. Like, look at the blood flowing yeah. in the sink. It's like that's like, someone that happened to someone. And that yeah. was their blood. Yeah. That was someone's child's blood. And I think it just speaks to how degenerate our society is that we are in a place where we sympathize with these people mm -hmm. and we make excuses for these people. It's like, oh, he had a tough life. That's why he killed all these people. It's like, I don't know. I, I do. I understand that people have rough for upbringings. For sure. No, but, it's it's a fact that people, but, well, serial killers are often abused as children. But you're, you're accountable for your actions. You must be held absolutely. to account. Like, I'm sorry. And instead of making movies glamorizing like killers from the past, why don't we use the resources that Hollywood has mm. and focus on helping children today not become serial killers in the that future? Nice. Mm, maybe yeah. well, and that some positive, like maybe some Christian stories oh, to, to inspire nice. faith and love and humanity. I don't well, know. And it's funny, just really quickly on that, uh, Hollywood always preaches about the importance of guns, gun laws and, you know, restricting access to firearms. And yet they make violent, violent films like this who involve which involve murder and like guns and other instances. And it's like you guys are hypocrites. Like, don't be in these kind of movies. Then if you can't point fingers at everyone who's pro Second Amendment and then make these kinds of films for money, like it just doesn't make sense to me. It does not. Anyway, it does not. OK. Hollywood sucks. Speaking of a murderer, Russia. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about you, Putin. Uh, escaping Russia's military draft is an act of self-defense. This article comes from the Mises Institute. Um, 
we're going to rush through this because this episode is going long, but it's a great one. Um, but basically, the moral argument here by this author is that there are countries in so the Russia has um, started enlisting people in a draft, young men specifically, to fight in the war in Ukraine. Do we know the age? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, anyway, I don't know. Young. Probably 18. Um, now, thousands and thousands of young men are fleeing the country to avoid the draft and other European countries are closing their borders to prevent an influx of refugees. Um, and they also think that they should be held responsible for what Russia is doing. So this are, um, author argues that it's a humanitarian thing to allow people to dodge the draft. And I would agree with that. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you don't believe in the cause, you shouldn't have to fight for I it. To exactly. Yeah. And I think if you have to draft people to fight in a war that is so unpopular within your country that you don't have enough soldiers to fight in it, maybe you shouldn't be fighting in that war. Yeah. Maybe it's time to step step it back a little bit. Um, and as a woman, we're safe from the draft. Yeah. As of now. Another right that women have. Yeah, that men Hiller. don't have. Heller. Yeah. Like, when the ship starts going down, they don't get to go in the lifeboat. And yeah. when the... They'll just start identifying... Sirens of war. Yeah. Well, as women now. Well, maybe. we saw that, didn't we? Well, yeah. we saw during the... At the beginning of um, the Russian... You, invasion into the ukraine we saw a trans man woman so it was, no trans. it was a trans man it was yes, a, a woman trans man who identifies as You're a man right. and she wanted to avoid a potential draft in the future which she was probably right to do or he whatever you want to call it herm. um herm so she he started identifying back as a woman so that they could escape russia um that's interesting nice that's interesting nice. Very, convenient. Convenient. very convenient very convenient um yeah i would just say like conscription is terrifying and i'm i would be absolutely mortified if my husband had to go not mortified like horrified yeah. and terrified and i would say like let's pack up our stuff in a bag and move to another country that is yeah. not going to make you die for a, a stupid war that you don't care about so. i also wonder though i don't have a strong opinion on this i'm i think i'm of the mind, same mindset as as you does it also kind of speak to how men are kind of also weaker and so they aren't really able to fight in a war the same way maybe in World War One and Two they would have been like, I'm going to go fight for my country. Like the love of country just like isn't like I bet if you asked Americans the same question, a lot of them would be like, well, I think it would no. depend. I think it would depend on the war. I think yeah. if your country was being invaded, yeah. you would say, oh, yeah. Like, I want us, I want my wife and child yeah, to be that's safe. A good point. I will volunteer. But it's like, oh, we're invading a country. Yeah. No, it's, will you I join just, us? I don't it's know like, the answer. No. I, just, I just wonder, like, if that. Yeah, no, but like, you're right. Like, men, it's, yeah, they're not the men of our grandparents' generation. Yeah. That's for dang sure. Anyway, I. <clears throat> Pray for these men who yes, are pray for being them. forced to go to a yes. war they don't want And let's fight. hope that many of them can escape Russia who yes. don't want to fight. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, well that's, that's the shirt. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. As you know, this show airs every Tuesday on Rebel News Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Go to rebelnewsplus.com to subscribe right now if you're not already subscribed. Eight bucks a month, y'all. Mm -hmm. And you get all the shows along with Misunderstood, which is why you're really signing up. We know. And um, on Tuesdays, we play the show on audio for free at 7 p.m. when the show drops. Um, so you can listen, Heller, for free on Tuesday at 7 p.m. or you can wait until Saturday at 2 p.m. where the show goes online in its full beauty and glory at watchmisunderstood.com. Yeah. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And our Rumble channel. And our Rumble. And, and our, our Odyssey, Odyssey channel. And our TikTok. And our TikToks. They're all misunderstood or misunderstood show. You can't miss it. It's all yeah. the pink just look for the pink. Look for the pink, yeah. yeah. And, of course, 
Furlerus and Social Murderer. Yeah, follow us on Social Murderers. Instagram, Twitter. That's it. Yeah. All right. Okay. We love you. Bye. Bye.